When you retire, you may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hey guys, welcome to the Mission Podcast. I'm your host, Jameer Howerton, and I'm super excited to kick off the new year, 2023, with my colleague, John Kendall. John, welcome to the Mission Podcast. Jameer, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure sitting down with you, talking football, uh, talking Hall of Fame, uh, talking selection process. I mean, that's what we're here for, so really excited. John, before we dive in and talk about the selection process, because news just broke here in Canton, Ohio, about the 15 modern era finalists for this year's class. You actually, uh, not only are you an archivist here at the hall and, and, and vice president of the museum and all the operations, you're also a co-host on The Village's podcast. Yeah, Football Heaven. Uh, you can find that anywhere you get your podcast or your vodcast. But uh, my co-host, Joe Horgan, former executive director here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and Aditi Kikawala. Um, and, and so we, we really dive deep into the stories surrounding pro football throughout its history. Um, and, and it's really based uh, around our collection here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, you know, we uh, house over 40 million pages of documents, 6 million photographic images, uh, close to 30,000 artifacts related, not just to the history of the game, but really every player, coach, and contributor who built the game to what it is today. So we're always highlighting those artifacts, and then we're, we're taking you on a, a deeper journey uh, about the stories behind those artifacts. So a lot of fun, and uh, we've just had a blast uh, uh, creating that. Can't wait to see more of the show in 2023. It's been a great honor to work here on the Mission Podcast. As you know, where we celebrate the excellence of these greats of the game. We preserve their history, promote their values, and celebrate their excellence together. So to have two podcasts really diving in and talking about the Pro Football Hall of Famers are so unique. John. Oh, it, it's, it's great. And so I, you know. Every, every chance I get, I'm, I'm watching the mission, and, and so I, I, I really appreciate you having me on today. Well, John, let's dive in and talk about it. The 15 modern era finalists were announced this week. When you look at this list of the 15 greats to play the game, what jumps out to you? Well, I, you know, first and foremost, how, how we got here. I mean, the, the process, it is a year-round process, and, you know, when just as the uh, class of 2022 was being enshrined um, here at, at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Uh, we're already putting together information for the selection process for the class of 2023. And so, you know, that, that happens, you know, mid-July, we're, we're getting ready for an, the enshrinement ceremony, but we're also in the archives and with our communications department and, and our uh, uh, chief content officer who runs the selection process, Rich DeRosier, you know, we're working very closely to gather information related to our senior nominees uh, and our coach slash contributor nominees. And, and those subcommittees meet, um, you know, early August, mid-August to nominate uh, those individuals. So this year we've got Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, Ken Riley from our senior uh, committee. And then we've got Don Coriel, our coach. And, and those individuals go right to the finals. Mm -hmm. So they're nominated by the subcommittee. They go into that final room uh, along with these 15 modern era finalists. So then we've got our 129 nominees that, that come out in September and we're developing uh, content on each one of those individuals. And they can be nominated by our selectors, they can be nominated by football historians, they can be nominated by fans. Um, 
And so we get those nominations in, we gather all the information for that preliminary list, that goes out to our 49 uh, person selection committee. And then the selection committee then pairs that down from 129 all the way down to 25 semifinalists. And this year we had some ties in there, so we had 28 semifinalists. Uh, and then that was announced, I believe, on November 22nd. And then, you know, just uh, just moments ago, we, we announced our, our 15 finalists for the modern era. And so this list is tremendous players. Uh, really look forward to the, the, the final meeting where these, these individuals get their, their merits debated about um, who should be a part of the class of 2023. John, I do not envy, and we got a chance to talk to one of our one of the 49 selectors, Mr. Jared Bell. And mm. I tell him every time, I do not envy your job at all. To go for, as you just said, go from 128 to 28 to 15. And I look at the 15 that are here. And John, one of the things that jumps out to me, of course, you look at the first eligibles. Mm. Uh, offensive lineman Joe Thomas, defensive back Darrell Revis, and defensive lineman Dwight Franey. I mean, you look at those three players right there and you say, oh my God, Hall of Fame yeah. careers. But then you look at the other players there. Uh, Tory Holt, who we've been looking at. Andre Johnson, who's there from last year. And Demarcus Ware, who was there from last year. Jared Allen, who was there from a couple years ago yeah. and you and you scratch your head and go can we just let all of them in <laughs> right yeah it, it is not an easy job and and these selectors do not take it lightly i can tell you that um you know we provide a lot of information hours and hours of research goes into putting together information on each one of these candidates uh and then the selectors they not only review all that information but then they're out doing their own research as well i mean they're they're pulling scouts they're doing uh interviews from players and coaches and they're bringing all that information back together you know, uh, bringing it to the room in that final meeting, and and they're debating, and they're they're pulling out stats that that they've you know they've uncovered, and and people are criticizing that or debating this, and uh, you know it, those are long meetings, and and I'm sure those individuals, I mean I'm exhausted just listening to them, and I don't we you know the Pro Football Hall of Fame doesn't have a say in who they elect, we are just there to administer the process, but they um they thank you John, can you can you say that again? Because I know you're an 18 year vet. And for the past 10 years, you've actually been a part of the support staff with the selection process. Yeah. But I know over your 18 years, you still get phone calls like, why didn't the hall put this guy in? <laughs> why didn't like, dude, so can you say that again, John? Right, yeah. So, so we administer the process, but it is the selection committee, the selectors, those 49 individuals, they're selecting the class. Hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we're providing them as much detailed information as we can. We are running the meeting in terms of, hey, you've got a certain amount of time to talk about this individual and we give a, a, a lot of leeway because there's a lot of debate and and um, discussion happening but but we don't select the class those those 49 individuals they select the class and and it's a pretty grueling process we've we've talked about it a little bit um, you know leading up to this point but once they get into that room those those 15 era mo uh, modern era finalists the the three uh, seniors and then the one coach this year those those three seniors and the one coach Don Coriel they're going to get into that room they're going to be debated and they're going to be voted on uh, right away and they have to get 80% positive vote to go into the class of 2023. Now, 
the room doesn't know whether or not those individuals got in or yet those those votes are tallied and and they're uh, kept confidential uh, but then after that, then we go into the modern era candidates, and those, those individuals are debated, um, discussed. It gets pared down from 15 to 10. Then there's more open discussion, and then they get pared down from 10 to 5. Then there's more open discussion and debate. And then ultimately, when we get down to those five, they are voted on individually, and they have to get 80% positive vote yes to be in the class. Uh, and so, you know, it really is a, 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 a very uh, thorough process to get down to the, the class of 2023 this year. And, you know, to, to take you back to, you know, you were talking about the list and just, you know, these individuals' credentials, I, I think you mentioned the, the first-year eligibles, guys like Dwight Freeney and Darrell Revis and, and Joe Thomas. I think I made some notes here that, uh, I find really interesting is Jared Allen is in his third year of eligibility. He's been a finalist three years. Mm. Devin Hester, second year of eligibility. He's been a finalist two years. Andre Johnson, second year of eligibility, been a finalist two years. Demarcus Ware, second year of eligibility, been a finalist two years. Reggie Wayne, been a finalist four times. He's in his fourth year of eligibility. So there are some heavy hitters in this, you know, that have been in the room that have been discussed. And so, you know, where where does the selection committee fall this year on, uh, you know, whose time it is to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? John, the one thing that you mentioned that really strikes me is the fact that these 49 selectors, while they're debating amongst each other and they cast their vote, they still don't know who, say, for instance, Jameer voted for or John is voted for. And talk about the relationship with Ernst and Young and how they play a huge part in this election process. Yeah, so they're the ones that, that will be counting the ballots and making sure that all those ballots are secured and, and uh, the, the votes are secured until the proper time that they, they need to be released. And they've really brought us into the modern era with the voting. Mm. Um, you know, now all the voting is done electronic. And, you know, they don't have to handwrite a ballot and, you know, be concerned whether one, you know, slipped out or, or anything like that. They know exactly who voted um, and, and can monitor that. And, and we can get the results, uh, you know, a, a lot quicker now than, than, you know, counting hand ballots there. Um, you know, like we did before. So, you know, they, they've just been incredible partners to work with and uh, really look forward to, to um, the, the future with them because, I, like I said, you know, they've, they've kind of brought us into the future with, with some of their technologies, and, and I, I think that's only going to increase in, in future years. John, I have to ask on a personal note because, as I mentioned, for the past 10 years you've been a part of this process, but if there's anything that you can share, one of your fondest memories of just – being in a room or seeing something that you could share um, that's and I understand there's a lot of confidentiality yeah, so I don't want to you know step on step on the line step over the line but I just it, you know because it's, it's, a, it's a huge process for football junkies out there that just it, can we bring them inside yeah and, and you know I, I don't know that I could probably give you one or two things that that um, you know uh, that, that I, I'm just so blessed to be a part of um, but really, just the process in general, um, I, I understand uh, the magnitude of this, uh, one, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but two, for these individuals who 
ultimately get enshrined. I mean, like, like I mentioned, the selectors don't take this lightly, and, and they shouldn't because this, th these are life-changing uh, moments for a lot of these individuals. And so um, I, I think from that standpoint, just understanding, um, you know, that, that I'm just one part of this process that ultimately changes lives, mm -hmm. and, and that is something special, you know. There, there's a lot of times I, I pinch myself working here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but being a part of the selection process and, you know, being in the room or, you know, for a lot of those years I wasn't in the room, so I was just, you know, on the outskirts. But, you know, you're, you're seeing these football historians that, that you've grown up watching or reading or, or listening to them talk uh, about the game, and, and now you, you see them in a different light discussing the merits of, of uh, you know, pro football players, coaches, and contributors um, in, in that field, um, it really uh, is special. How yeah, important especially. is it that the fact that you have two Hall of Famers that's in that room and James Lofton and, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan Fouts? Dan Fouts, there, Bill Polian's oh, a Bill part Polian, of that yes, now. Bill Polian, yes, Bill Polian. So there's there's a few more that, that we're, we're bringing in that are, are members of the media as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it, it gives um, – it gives the Hall of Famers a, a bit of a voice in mm -hmm. there uh, as well, and and I you know I, I think um, you know they they do um, bring a, a unique perspective, mm -hmm. um, mainly because you know a guy like Bill Polian has has evaluated talent for so <laughs> He's long. He's probably evaluated <laughs> most of those guys. Absolutely, and built dynasty on those right. guys. Absolutely, yeah. and and then you know guys like um, you know Dan Fouts, James Lofton, they know what a pro football hall of famer looks like Absolutely. you know they've been not only they not only that they are pro football hall of famers but you know they they've been in the hall of fame for years they you know played with hall of famers they coached with hall or you know um They've been coached by Hall of Famers, so you know they they have a different perspective, and and I always think that's good. You know, it's it's funny because I mentioned Jared Bell. Um, he shared with me how when he puts together his list, he actually shares it with the likes of a Warren Sapp to get his. You know, so like you're right, guys really take this to the next level and they really dive in because this is extremely serious. Absolutely, very important, and and like I said, they don't take it lightly, and and that's you know rightfully so, and and. That's, that's also one of the fun things to, to see how much work goes in uh, and, and what the end results are. Because like I mentioned before, you are changing lives. And so, you know, when we're able to end up meeting with the class and, right. and you've seen the process all the way through and see what the end results are, it's special. John, let's give let's give our viewers and listen, listeners just a quick snapshot. So we're in January now. So we're dealing with the selection process. Before you know it, Super Bowl's here. And then we find out who the class is. Take us through February, March, April, as we lead up to August, which will be here like tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it's a ton of fun. It yeah. really is. You know, we, we, the class gets announced. You know, they'll be um, brought up on stage at NFL Honors and you know that's the first time that that the world sees who the class of 2023 is for the pro football hall of fame and after that then we have sizing saturday so you know the saturday before the super bowl we're meeting with the group uh we're getting them measured for their bronze bust that will be on display here in canton ohio at the pro football hall of fame for 
years and years and years to come. You know, we are having them measured for their, their K Jeweler Ring of Excellence. We're having them measured for their Hager Gold Jacket. And, and so those three icons, very important to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Famers. Um, and so, so they're getting measured for all of those. We're sitting down, learning a little bit more about them and their families. They're getting to know a little bit more about us and, and our Pro Football Hall of Fame family. Um, then, then we have the Super Bowl. They usually are down on the field getting introduced, you know, between one of the quarters. And then it's, it's really setting up visits yeah. for each of the, the, the class of 2023 uh, and their families to fly into Canton, Ohio, get a taste of what this community is about, which is a lot of football. Uh, <laughs> people love football here. Uh, they get to go through the museum. I get to sit down with them from, from my perspective, talk about what it is the museum's trying to do. Not just showcase their careers, but preserve their legacies for future mm. generations of not just fans, but really their friends and their families. Their families can always come back here to Canton, Ohio and know who that individual was, not just as a football player, but, but as a person. And so, you know, sitting down with them, talking about what their collection looks like, how we can best tell their story in the museum, uh, and we know, see that collection downstairs in their private lockers. Absolutely, yeah. We, yeah. we build a display around uh, the, the, the new class every mm -hmm. year, and so we're able to, to tell their stories. And I'm always, I'm always pushing on the guys to, uh, or the individuals to, um, to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. You know, what, what are some unique items related to, to your journey um, that, that can help us tell your story? You know? Yeah. Jerseys are great. Helmets are great. Footballs are great. Love those things. I'm not yeah. trying to diminish anything, but you know, when when you talk about a guy like um, Bryant Young, you know, class of 2022, and, and talking with him, you know, he was comeback player of the year. Had a devastating leg injury. Mm -hmm. uh, most people thought it was a career-ending injury, but no, he fought back. Still had a great Hall of Fame career. The 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 rest of his uh, career with, with the 49ers. He comes back to me and goes, hey, I thought about what you said, you know, about unique items in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's like, I've still got the screws from, from my leg when, when they repaired it. He goes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to donate those to you. So working on getting Brian's uh, screws, you know, donated to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So unique things like that that, like I said, it, it showcases um, – the pain and the sacrifice that he had to go through to become a pro football hall of famer on the field. So great stuff. Great stuff, John. Well, you know, and from a, and from a broadcast media standpoint, we get to host these guys here on the mission and we get a chance to talk to the, the, the people who they had selected to present them because not only do, you know, you can Google, and you can go to NFL.com and you can read about the stats and you can go to NFL Films and watch the highlight reels. Sure. But to really sit down and talk with these guys, to, to learn about their game for life, yep. to learn about the lessons, the valuable lessons that they've taken away from this game and they carry with them today really resonates to our storytelling here at the Pro Football sure. Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And, and they really become ingrained in, in our community. And then, you know, we then from the Pro Football Hall of Fame standpoint, how do we ingrain ourselves with the things that they're passionate about and how do we help them, you know, put a spotlight on the things that they're passionate. They, a lot of them have foundations and, and things of that nature. So how does how can the Pro Football Hall of Fame then help amplify those as well? Well, we just gave you from January all the way to August. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm tired already, John, and we didn't even kick off the new year yet. 
Well, Jay, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us here to really give us a, 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 a a deep perspective of what's going on and what's coming down the pike. Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate it and, and look forward to, to hopping on with you again soon. For John Kendall, I'm Jameer Howerton. Thank you for joining us right here on The Mission. Mm -hmm.